long ago in a distant land. She created life, and now we can. Mystery! What going on, baby? Hey! It's is her story, where her what? story is no different from your experience. We have Cleo on the line. On the line, on the line. Ooh, ooh. We're currently, I'm still in Cali, y'all. So I'm here with my cousin. She's actually doing another feature to this conversation because I feel like it's necessary. And I would love to hear more feedback or just... Just more experiences to add on to this so we can connect the dots even more. So she is here yet again. She'll probably be a lot more podcast moving forward since we're all going to be together. So stay tuned for that. But my baby is still in Houston. I miss her so much. And... I miss you too. Oh, baby, you miss me. You miss me. Bye. Really? <laughs> wow. But anyways, yes, you know how we do it. You know how we get down. This will be a discussion-based podcast with our Her Story of the Week, Her News of the Week, Daily Lives, and then we jump right into our discussions. So before we jump into anything else, I want to shed light on the beautiful, the androgynous, the artistic, creative soul that is Grace Jones, y'all. She, woo, woo. Right. She is the epitome of masculine and feminine energy combined in one. It just don't give a fuck with no filter. Just exactly. she just her, he, she, whatever the fuck she wants to be. She is. She is it all. She is. And she doesn't hold back. And I love that. I can admire another person and just hearing her talk. I don't know if I listened to her interviews, but I mean, she had this interview with this white dude. He was <laughs> ugh, so ignorant, but he was like, so are you feminine? Which like, are you masculine? Very and intimidated. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, especially when it comes to what was her response? What she said, she was like, um, well, he was like, he asked her if um, <laughs> she identified as bisexual or or yeah. what did she identify as? And she said, "Wow, well, it just it makes no sense to put put myself put a in a box or yeah. in a category." And she was like, "I just feel like why should I have to to basically restrict or condense how I feel into one thing or what I want to be into right. one thing when she's damn." So I was like, "This se- this sexy creature just hopped at the box at the coop." <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so divine. Like, I love that. I want to actually recreations of some of her work because she is bomb as fuck. And I love just how she embodies. You want to know my favorite? You want to make know my favorite of her songs? Yes. Oh, let me not believe in La vie en rose. Yeah. So I feel like she was she was relative for this. And she's been out for a while. You know, Grace Jones is 71 years old. It still looks. Damn. She's still alive. Yes. And she's still moving and pushing. Like, she is alive and well. Not just alive. She's and alive she's, and well. She still looks the exact same. <laughs> like, they say, you know, hopefully. Have- yeah, so, like, mm, babe, look at some pictures. Go Google some pictures real quick so you can get a look at how she's looking now. 
like, I, I know, big, I know who Grace Jones is, man. I love, I love like three of her songs, like in, impeccably. They, they impacted my uh, music making. Okay, so you knew Grace Jones time. before I mentioned her to you. Yeah, La Vie en Rose. I was just telling you, it's one of my favorite songs of hers. It was what made oh. me pursue French as one of my languages that I learned. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The first song I ever heard of hers that kind of like caught my eye was I've seen that face before. And it was just like, bruv, it was riveting. It just took me to a whole different place. Like, like she was being followed, like she was being haunted, but it was an affection that she didn't hurt from. It wasn't too much, but it was just enough that she could complain about it mm. and carry us on a journey. It's like, that's the perfect song. Most of the music, really, for listening when driving through Paris is like just ex- observing nightlife. And shit. I can't wait to be going to Paris, babe. We need to plan like, our trip together. Like, I want to go to Paris. Babe, we're on, we're on it. Let's stay on tax, though. Okay. But I anyway, yes, yes. I actually didn't really listen to her music. I was more so familiar with just her embodiment and aesthetic and acting and she was just a her. Good, she was a, a mo- more of a model. Yeah, and like, model. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was more familiar with. Like, I seen some of her creative work through, like, images and pictures and visuals and everything. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really too familiar with her music. But I feel like I want to dive into that soon to help, you know, bring creative and inspiration out of me into yeah because she's so much like what you love like neo soul like broken down soft intense giving it to you with some type of pizzazz and grace funny names grace right right like they knew what they was doing when they named her Mm -hmm. her name so yeah she, she's got an she's got epiphany for like showmanship man she's more than just a model of her body she's a model of her mind she's modelless (laughs) like I love it. Felt like she was perfect for this week, especially for the conversation that we're gonna have with unpacking masculine, masculinity, femininity, and we'll get to more into that once we actually dive into the discussion. But next, I would like to discuss some her story. I'm not her story. We just said that. Um, her news. Her news. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's tell what's going down. Start us off. So yesterday, I was watching the news and of course I always hate watching the news because it's always very negative energy that's being put out into the world and I think it's not very informative but yep we're talking about how they wanted how now they're trying to stunt the growth the pub- the growth of puberty in our young children the- today and they want to start giving them puberty pills to slow their the the process down of them coming into of young children coming into puberty which is to me very ignorant and but it's more so the reason behind it they feel like they're saying that it's too many young kids trying to go through the transgender phases too early before they even know who they are They had a couple people who was upset with themselves later in life. So I'm, I wish I never would have did that. I wish I never would have changed my sex or whatever. I was young. I didn't really know. But why the fuck would you stump the the natural process of right. who we are? Who we are. And then can it's I can I step in real quick? Can be African. Yeah. <laughs> like what's the holy fuck? Are you talking about <laughs> that? You, you wait, wait, wait. First of all, you went under the knife. You went through surgery. You went through physical pain. If anything, should be very, very clear in this reality. It should be physical pain. Yeah. And now you want to tell me you made a mistake? <laughs> Man. Sorry. 
But they, I'm sorry. I don't know how old these people were when they did that, but I just feel like there's a lot of younger people coming out as, you know, drag or want to be woman or male in opposite genders and bodies as young people. And a lot of celebrities, like their family, like we was talking about the Dwayne Wade, his his daughter. How she, what does she identify as? She, well, first of all, boy (laughs) wants to identify as a she. He wants to Mm -hmm. become a woman. And it's because of all the influence that you see. And I think that's why they're they're trying to do this whole puberty pill thing is because they feel that kids are being influenced by everyone who's coming out now and who's being more comfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. They think that, you know, you, you should wait till a certain point before you decide that. But it's like some of these people, when they're, when they decide, when they are in this moment, they feel that way as, as kids, mm-hmm. like, Sometimes mm-hmm. you're born and you don't feel like you're born in the body that you should be. You know, mm-hmm. your mind is yeah. physically you don't feel feel like that's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a it's just a lot of influence that the media that social media and like every you know celebrity out- ever puts out there, and they, and they think that it's wrong for children to choice at a young age. But it's well, why not? Do you believe that they they have the right to their own choice from whatever age that they're in? Yeah, I feel I, like I, that. I, I feel like I in life, believe that. we make a lot of decisions in these moments that we're in, and it changes over time. Yeah. With any decision you make, you may think of something else later. Yeah. Just because but you feel that way now, does not mean you're going to always feel that way later. But we still have the understanding of that now moment of what, yeah. we want. and we should be yeah. able to make that decision with obviously enough and adequate influence and support yeah that, that like, is if it's something that's like totally outlandish like i think i want to just kill myself today right. like obviously come on now yeah. you got to get the support you need that that's not something long term we need to get some more help for you in that aspect in that regard right. but the, just like things you want to do with your body and, and how you want to express you yourself yourself like if when it comes to feeling comfortable <laughs> in your own skin that should that should be all that matters. It shouldn't matter of what someone else's opinion is or what they think you should wait for because they don't want to raise their children that way. That's what they want to do. And then, like, how would they go about that? They gonna give every kid puberty pills? Right. Well, you know, I mean, because growing up, that's how that's how we used to have. What we would go have to get vaccines or shots and stuff when we were kids. It was like mm-hmm. always like a, a monthly thing or like a every you know other month thing. That sounds that sounds so, scary. That like with American females and birth control taking away your choice. Really, at the end of the day, and that's the way I saw it. I'm African. We never really did those things. Yeah. Never really did what, babe? Birth control and stuff. Because it's like, I feel like the child has a choice, has a right to make those choices that they're making in the time. Because like you said, everything does add up and it adds up to the outcome of whatever your life is going to be or is becoming. So it's like, you they didn't, they didn't get to choose the first time they felt pain. And you didn't choose that for them. The world really around them did. So why are people now trying to make choices for us when they really they're don't get a say in it? They slap us with a social security card as soon as we're born. We didn't yeah. ask for that shit, but they force it upon us. Yeah, there's just too, there's too much um, need for control going around, if you ask me, especially with this new age of media and now being able to like photograph, record, replay. A lot of our privacy is getting washed away, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that's bringing us closer as much as it's going to be. It's going to get dark before it gets bright, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, a, um, that's an interesting topic. I feel like, because even like thinking about 
Like, what about parental influence? Like, you think parents should be to be able to give that say so? Or like, because I remember at one point when my mom first found out that I was having sex, she forced me on birth control and then took me off because she was like, why would I put it on there? Now that's giving her the, the to go right, have sex. To go have sex. So it's and like, I'm it's, like, it's all contradicting if you think about it. Yeah. Everything that they do is contradicting <laughs> because even as adult parents, like you, when you were younger, you had went through this and you see that you don't want your kid to go through it. So you do all necessary, all things necessary to prevent it. And you think you're keeping them safe. But you're still not. Them, pre- but we can't prevent shit. As exactly. much as we try to prevent, we can prepare. We can prepare. But, but we, we can't, can't prevent, prevent anything. Facts. But but what type of parent does that make you? Like, what type of parent do you want to be? And what what's the definition of parents to you guys? I'm curious. Mm. That's, good. <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. In my opinion, yeah. In my opinion, just before you toss out there what I really want to know, you think. Um, a parent really should not be here to manage someone's life. This is not your second chance at living. This is your opportunity to give someone the chance to make their choices with all the information you've had from your experience. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, you can usher that fucking cow to the you know, the horse to the river, but you're not going to force it to drink water, yeah? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. That's uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You, and honestly, I've, I've, I I want to applaud Gabri- Gabrielle Union and um, Dwayne Wade because they're make a choice right they're not making a choice for them. right so that is definitely and they're listening yeah right because most parents don't listen right they hear you but they don't really listen right because they think that you don't have the ability to make the choice on your own Just make your own choice right and it's like you give me that you give me that when i turn 18 or when i reach a certain mm. age that's when you want to give me that you then know, at that time, it, sometimes it's it, too late. It's, now right. you can suppress so much, and now you don't even know who you are anymore exactly. because you've been told who you are. Yeah, all the decisions have been made for you up until this moment. Then you're right. Now they like figure okay, out decisions the, without preparing me to make my own decisions. Right. That's right. what preparation comes in. Yeah, not prevention. Like you can't prevent shit. You can prepare, and it can do. You just have to trust yourself enough and mm-hmm. them enough to make the decisions that they know can be best for them in the end. But they can't do that if you're always making that choice for them. Facts. Yeah, you, you, you want to tell my mom this real quick? <laughs> nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> right? She bailed. <laughs> she finna flog me. I'm good. I'm good on that. Damn. Good at flogging you through the phone too. Huh? What parents are you? What type of parent are you gonna be, Amber? If From experience, parents. <laughs> if, if that possibly happens for me, honestly, I feel like I would be a parent that would definitely be let my child make whatever decisions they would want to make. Like, for example, I have a friend who she will like people look at her and be like upset with her when she just let her kid just kind of like crawl and like fall and hit the hit their head. But it's like. She has to learn. Like, right. if you want to crawl and you want to get to where you're getting to and you hurt yourself, you just learn. That's a part of the process. That, that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. And she, you're going to cry the pain out while you have to. Like, save them or jump yeah. to, like, I feel know. like I'll be that mom, too. Right. That's how I Because I get be. irritated at parents exactly. when they always trying to baby and pacify their yeah, kids. Like, like, let that. them fucking or learn. Then, it's like you stress yourself out. I don't want to be a stressed out parent where I got to yell at you and tell you to do stuff all the time and you don't mm-hmm. listen. Like, I, if I say something like I'm gonna want either you're gonna do it or you're not gonna do it, and if you don't do it, then when you don't get what you want out of it, that's your consequence. Right. Amber said straight up, I'm not gonna be a punished. Amber said straight up, I'm not gonna be a parent. 
supposed to give them a fair chance to, you know, do the honestly, let me skip what I was just trying to say. This is what I'm really trying to say. I'm what I'm trying to say is that I feel like I still will live vicariously through my children though. We like, do. I feel we like I wanna be able to shape and mold them to this certain way, but at the same time still give them lead room and 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 space to venture off and do what they want to do. I just feel like I'm going to definitely influence my kid. We're yeah. all going to be influencing them. Like for them. You right. Can, you can help them prepare for their life, but you can't make them help. You can't make them make the choice that you want. You right. Make, them make their own choice. I just feel like I would be like planting all kinds of seeds and shit. And they're going to yeah. be like, oh, she Definitely. did say this or whatever like that. Maybe I can get into that. Because there's so many things that I wanted to do when it, when I was a kid that I was just too afraid to. Mm-hmm. So I want them to not be as a, as afraid as I was to make these decisions in my life and actually put myself out there. I feel like I just pushed them a lot more than I feel like I was being pushed. Like, just like just to give them this that, okay, now we at the edge. It's okay to jump. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. You may you may land on your feet. You may, you may not. But you would get up. So you're going to trust the teachings. You're going to trust whatever you teach them and you're going to be willing to learn from them? And vice versa. They're going to learn from me and I'm going to learn from them. I feel like I'm going to become stronger within that unit because it's like, it's a part of me. Like, we're all a part of each other. And I feel like I'm just going to... I just want to be their fucking confidence coach. Like, I just want, I just want to be... That that voice in the one of one of the voices, not the main voice, because they got the voice in the back of their head as well. But I want to be that other voice in their head saying, "You can do this shit." Right. Like you have the ability to do this shit. And when they're doing it, I can see myself being so proud, like that's me doing it, because it's a part of me that I was too afraid to do it. But they're not. I don't feel like they. I can't. I can't allow them to be afraid to do it. I feel like I'm gonna influence them to that degree that they're gonna jump in head first. And that was a lot of what Grace Jones was saying in her interview. She was saying, if I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, why can't I do it? Like, right. If that's what I want to do, then I'm right. going to do what I want to do. Exactly. And I, I want them to never be afraid to do that, no matter how scary it is. I mean, obviously, I still want them to be afraid because mm-hmm. that's what pushes you over the ledge to do this shit. If you're afraid to do it, that means you need to do it the most. Like, right. push through it to a degree. Because mm-hmm. if you're afraid to kill yourself, then maybe I don't... When it, Every time when it comes to that, like, it's, you know, we got boundaries and levels to this. But a lot of things that we are so afraid of doing usually end up being the best things for us to mm-hmm. do and actually pushes us to the next level in our reality. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just want to be that 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 loving, nurturing pusher. Yeah. Like, I'm, like we have a we have a concept. Oh, everybody be of um, mean girls. I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rug pusher? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. So now I'm pushing you. Okay, right. but nah, yeah. No, we have a, we all have a conscience. We all have that one little piece of, you know, something in our minds that's telling us, you know, the right thing or what what is the right, what we may, you know, think is the right thing to do. But it's like, that's also that little bit of something that's telling you you're making that decision because it's what you want to do. Like, if mm-hmm. you're kind, con- if you feel like you're the pet, people say that all the time my conscience or I, your conscience is going to be, you know, you're, once you do something, you're going to be thinking like, Oh, why did I do? Or what, why this happened? Mm-hmm. It's like, because it was meant to happen. It was meant for you to follow that type of path. Like yeah. that's the point of it. 
Damn, I've been going through this course where I'm studying um, Scrum and sprint, sprint, um, sprint reviews and um, and these breakdowns. They they have meetings and discuss what the pro where the project is right now, where it's headed, what's been ongoing, what their impediments are, and I feel like that really ap applies to just life, not even as parenting, just living and being your authentic self. You're gonna constantly have to get moments where you access what you've done, what you're doing, and because life is is a constant discovery you're never really gonna know mm -hmm. until you're dead so it's like you're just Maybe constantly in, <laughs> no that's definitely a constant process a constant mm -hmm. reflection after you reach these certain levels in life you start to look back on the things that you accomplished or didn't accomplish and reflect on it and be like hey okay I did this this way this was nice and that way wasn't so nice but like how can I move forward another way that will propel more growth, more in fulfillment or satisfaction and just growth overall as a collective and individual and a collective as in, you know, community wise. So like that's definitely um, essential and necessary, that progress, to look at that progress, to feel that progress. And um <laughs> It's the best feeling in the world. Man, I agree. It is. Parents, it is. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna be like willing to, I'm definitely gonna be willing to like listen, observe, and like learn. And as much as I teach, because like the environment is gonna play a part in their experience. It's gonna give them perspective, regardless. I'm not gonna have any handle in controlling that, but I'm gonna be mm -hmm. present so that when they do think of you, when they're they're engaging in tasks that are scary, they can say to themselves mom would be proud mom would tell me to go for it mom would be excited mom would encourage mm -hmm. i just yeah. I that's a good feeling to have to Ooh. know have somebody who will if you thinking of how would this person think mm -hmm. and then that person is thinking like hell fuck yeah. yeah like you are on the right path you're doing what you feel like you should be doing and you're supported yeah because a lot of people don't have that in this day and age. They don't have people who really, especially people that they find very close to them, doesn't support them to do the things that they actually desire to do. Yeah, I can say my mom is like that. My mother is like that with me. Oh, yeah, my mom is like that too. Like she's yeah. a lot of things that I've gone through and she's always been there and had my back and like, mm -hmm. like verbally like, and but she's always been the one like, if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you know what's Same. wrong, but I'm always have your back. I'm always be for whatever you want. Right. Even if they don't understand it. That's exactly. what I realized about my mom, too. Even when she don't, because she didn't understand that poly shit. Mm -hmm. She would talk hella shit, but she still accepted and embraced it. And she even got to the point where she's like, you know what? I look forward to you having a family with all these people and, mm -hmm. and y'all living <laughs> on a farm together or some shit. And y'all just have all this love. Right, and, but she's like, it's not for me though, but I can see it for you. Right. And that's that's okay. Something aren't for everybody. That's yeah. the point. Everything is not gonna be for everybody. That's right. why you make your own decision. You right. Own that's choice. why this is you your life. Right. This is your reality. My you mom to told me it. that the other day. She was like, honestly, <laughs> I want you, I want to be proud of you. She's like, I'm not saying that I'm not proud of you. I'm proud of you because you've always been a strong being and you've always, you know, done what you wanted to do and mm -hmm. been able to handle it however the outcome was you've always mm -hmm. been able to handle yourself i'm proud of you being out in the world and handling yourself and doing mm -hmm. what you want but i want to be proud that end up in the situation where everything that you've worked for to get to this point is where you're at now and you're in a good yeah and i don't have to worry that's the only thing yeah. I think that's, that's the only thing is worry worry is why parents are so anal 
anal about <laughs> you know who you are and what you become and you what you should and shouldn't do. Yeah. It's just worried. It's okay, just... can I ask what they are worried about? Because we have to point out they're mostly some most of them like a majority of the times my mom's like trying to try to be a different version of herself or be angry at some of the things I've done. She's always associated to you know. Well, I'm worried about what people will say about you. You know what people will think of you. What people respect. It's a lot. I feel like it ties into that, and it ties in as well as how do you view and 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 see yourself? Are you happy in what you're doing? Do you feel like you're making the progress to get to where you desire to be? Are you stagnant? Are you happy? Are you doing ruthless shit? Are you what? What are you doing? Is it aligning with? who you say you want to be. And I feel like more so our, our, our parents, especially if we are communicative with them effectively, then they have an understanding of where we want to see ourselves, even if we don't see it fully. Yeah. And it's like they 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 are that other voice. They are the other part of you that's, that wants you to be great. But oftentimes, you know, it's a biasness too. Like they can be both. They, it's like a double-edged sword with our parents. Like, it seems like they can hinder our progress, but also want that shit at the same time. Like, it's just like life. Contradiction. Facts. Like, we have these beliefs in our minds, and other people have these beliefs of us in their minds as well. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) You think it, that what should be. So, like, it's it, it, it goes many ways. It's definitely, like, depending on the parent child relationship and how all that intertwines and mingles together but it definitely like it, it varies i feel like my mom she um at this point she just want me to fucking be happy right that's all and honestly that's what anyone everybody should and do. she don't want to worry she's better at it than she was when she was younger right because when i was in high in college you, know, you get you grow and you get more you grow understanding you grow and you get yeah. more of an understanding of yeah being patient with people yeah because that's what my mom used to say like i used to be like why you don't whoop nicole like how you used to whoop us and man she say, and she would be like because bro i'm a lot more patient with myself and, and the way that i raise my, my kids like, i used to get so mad at my mama because <laughs> the way that she treated me versus tim right i was <laughs> like what the different. fuck I went through hell and back, but I was a trial kid. I was a trial and yeah. error. It's the first time yeah. she had to deal with a, a teenage daughter who was going through puberty Plus, and fucking and doing all this it, shit. Our parents were young when they had us. So right. they were in the state of still not even fully developed as a adult. So yeah. they still in a childlike mind and trying to have a child. So it's like... Mm-hmm. It's very, like I said, it's very contradicting, but Man. at the end of the day, it's, it's just sweet though. Understanding, understanding, and love is all this should come Oh, she said it's sweet, bittersweet, like nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because nature was kicking my ass yesterday. I started my period, bitch. Oh my god, <laughs> this was one of the worst periods I had, Cleo. I'm this, sorry. This was as bad as the one I had when you fucked me and left me. That shit was crazy. Okay, can you stop talking about that? I, I didn't fuck you. <laughs> yes, you did. What happened? You fucked me so good and then left and went to San Antonio. We're in public. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that shit again, I'm coming fuck your ass. Damn. Not playing with you. Jesus. But yeah, that shit was horrible. I'm glad I took them pills, man. That shit, oof. I'm glad you're feeling better, Bloody Mary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like your ass just bloody the what? few days ago honestly bro i was dying 
Our uh-uh, fuck like that. Because me, me and Cleo synced up that, that one and only time we sunk up. It seemed like it was the worst period she ever had. It felt like she had my pain along right, with hers. That's the point. No, it's not. I'm supposed pain. to. We supposed pain. to balance it out though, so we could both be That's like. That's why we sink. Because when I'm getting on and coming off, and you coming on, I'm getting that pain. So okay, can I tell you something? Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember the course of events, babe, baby? What's up? You remember the course of events that were happening during that period where we both sink, and it seemed like I took on your pain. I think that in reality, and the like the um the architecture of our life in that particular moment that sync and that me taking on your pain was a perfect sync up in the spiritual and physical things that were happening around us i was down but it seemed like you were up and there were things that you needed to do yes and you were capable of executing that because it seemed like i took on your pain to a degree because i'm honestly i'm trying to recall back to what the fuck was going on entirely at that time was that still in my depression i think yeah I was. You were- in your depression, but you were at the stage of your depression where you were becoming active and willing to engage the society around you and very apologetic for how dormant you'd been the previous the previous year and the previous moments and how you were now being ready to like be present again. So you were recuperating. You didn't need that pain at that point in time. So I just yeah. took it on for you. You know, I, I was mad about it at the time, but you know, it was the yeah. best thing in the moment. But that's true. Man, I don't like seeing you in pain. I get frustrated <laughs> when I love in pain because I'd be like, what the fuck can I really do? Sometimes I get dismissive and I don't mean to be because you're never dismissive when I'm in pain. Like you're all in my face. I'd be like, bitch, get on my face. Leave me alone. But at the same time, I love you there and I want you to be there. But I'm like, sometimes I don't know. It's certain levels to pacifying that I need and want. Sometimes when I'm, I feel like I'm overly pacified, then I get very angry and just irritated and irritable. And I just want to push it away or whoever that is away. But I need to chill on that and like balance it out in a, I guess, in a, in a sense. And then also just give what is given. It's like, you're so sweet to me when I'm going through my little shit. And I just be so mean when you be going through yours sometimes. And I just be like, why am I like this? Like, like the beautiful Joanna said, breathe. <laughs> Man. My God. Fucking breathe. But um, I want us to dive into this discussion. <laughs> But hold on, brief message. Why, hey, why, baby. We yeah, back. My dogs, I'm out here. I'm out here. We out here with this, back with this brief intermission. Sit that ass down. <laughs> but yeah, I want to just drive right into this. Because honestly, my um relationship with my femininity and masculinity has been so weird lately. Like, especially being out here in Cali. Like, I've been around some weird-ass Negroes. Like, and a lot of people have not been in tune with their feminine side, so it challenged my masculine side, in a sense. And I don't know, like, when I'm around hetero cis men, it kind of what does it do? It does something to it me that I don't like. It frustrates it, you a little bit. And it also compromises my position and how I feel about myself eternally. And I feel like I have to put on this face of being a lot more of the way society wants feminine to be. Mm-hmm. I have to be more submissive and and soft. Gentle and 
sexy. What they think a woman and, is. Right. What, what women does. But I don't feel like now, I don't feel like that's, that's femininity. I feel femininity is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's dominant. I feel like it's gentle, but at the same time, it's it's hard. I feel like femininity to me, when I'm inside of my feminine side, it's powerful and is de- is demanding, and it's it's very much a power and engagement with myself that feels very confident or like very confident and knowing and then my masculine side I feel like my masculine side is more passive I feel like my masculine side is rigid but also very soft very soft spoken too I realize that when I get in my feminine side I'm way more vocal but when I get more masculine I'm more reserved more observant more what more men should be <laughs> Right, it seems like, which it's, is weird, because yeah. it it switches roles. Yeah, it does. In a sense, but at the same time, it's still not like, <laughs> I don't feel like the society views of masculinity and femininity are, are um, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't say nothing. I got it. I got it. I got it. It isn't, um, it isn't, what is that word? I just had that word. It isn't. Proceed? No, it isn't realistic. I think that is. I think it's the word. I think, yeah, it's not realistic. So, like, for somebody to just let's well, let's go back to how society view men. They view them as somebody who's supposed to be protecting dominant the one. the breadwinner, the dominant one, the one who's not supposed to show emotions mm-hmm. or forms or any signs of weakness. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be, um just this strong stern person that is never weak that never shows any any feelings or just he's just never out of whack he's just Mm -hmm. always just perfect and that's not real who is like that no one no one's perfect no one so why is this why is this idea placed on the masculine energy because because god is masculine is he the idea, the idea, the idea of Relig- God is, religiously and, per- and rece- receptivity and perception is a very powerful thing, and it's a tool that we not not when I say when I say we, I mean the masculine energies within society. Then this is in every governance, in every state, in every country that exists today in our globe. We've been very we we've, we've stuck to the prioritization of the masculine energy and its natural dominance as <laughs> as regards to the 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 uh, autonomous nature of the man. And of how it's like, yeah, it's me because I I produce everything, I create everything. I'm perfect in my in my process of creation. I don't cry about my problems. I'm strong enough to protect, you know, the rest of the species. I will name the rest of the species. It's it's quite unrealistic, like you said. Very unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's and we were talking. It's about not that true before. because what you mean? You create all this when you came from a woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what we were talking about. Oh, and then we were all talking about how there are species that are both male and female. So it's like... Right. And in Hindu religion, a lot of those deities are genderless. Mm-hmm. They don't hold any like, okay, man, woman. Some of them are like even both. They either genderless or they have both. Mm-hmm. Or they're not even a human. Sometimes it's, right. it's, 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 it's not even just human. It's, it's something else. You know, it's all in one. 
And that makes me think like there, that's why I've been doing research on them. I want to do some more. I haven't read is enough that I want to, but I want to do more research on the Hindu religion and like, how do they get to this point where their guys or just people near them or like who they praise are genderless or in both or just in balance. Utilizing I, I would like to time. I would like to bring up a reference as to the as the regards of masculinity and femininity and the questioning thereof. I think in the early six in the early no nineteen seventies, Anne Constantinople. I think she's a person could be high or low in masculinity and femininity at the same time. Mm. Like there's mm. several dimensions to measure this. There there. There are ways to access the reliability of who we're choosing to be in whatever moment we're choosing to be that by a scale of consistency, you know, like who do you desire to be and, and why are you accessing this, this version of you right now? What are the essentials and what, why or what reason have you deemed it necessary? That's interesting. I, you, 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 you know what I realized with myself? I realized that I feel like I'm more imbalanced and I utilize both at the same time when I'm around other queer people or when I'm around women. Mm-hmm. If I'm around a hetero man or like very hetero cis people in general, mm-hmm. it it's in a way it makes me uncomfortable and Just it makes like me it. feel like I have to put on this face to appease them. Even though I don't give a fuck, but a part of me is still like it's a part of me still in there that wants to respect their space yeah. and like respect like what they what they how they feel because it's the same. Like I wouldn't, you know, go about doing something just because you if you didn't like it, I wouldn't keep doing it. Right. Like yeah. I would at least try to be what's the word? Um um oh shit, I just had it. Uh you're compromising to a degree that's imposing who you really are. Yeah. You're compromising to a degree that is imposing who you really are. And and that I don't particularly agree with or appreciate, but I do recognize recognize that there's a hierarchy (laughs) and that's the primary part part of both classes within the human species, like male or female. So we have this first come, first serve um, mentality. So it's like we try to respect the people who are here first. Like let's be in particular as what was acceptable societally. Um, heterosexuals have been here for as long as, you know, just as we understand now that being queer, being trans, uh, gay has been around. I don't feel like like we've been gay our entire lives. I just feel like we just now starting to formulate words and narratives for our gayness. I don't feel like heterosexuality was here like first. I feel like no, I don't, I don't know that it was here first. I just recognize that I recognize the society accepted heterosexuality first, not that it was here first. Okay. Um, gay and queer people have been here for thousands of years. People have always been just very hush hush about it and very pretentious and and private in the era of um, digital devices and 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 recording. It's very difficult to be private about those types of scenarios, especially when we're very sexual as beings. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, it was definitely bound to come to light and we're bound to make the best of bringing it to the light in a way that was um, comfortable for us or suitable for not just us, but the people who are against the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, I had a couple of situations. Like it was this guy that I was kicking it with. I was out here and we was on a, oh yeah, we was talking about ass. Cause I was looking at his ass. I was like, you got a little booty. 
And he was like, what's my booty for? I'm like, you like ass? And he was like, yeah. Okay, I like ass too. What's wrong with me like an ass? And you know, a whole another debate that we went into. And then I was like, I, I'm an ass person, like women or men. Like, that's just something I like. And I like people to be comfortable, you know, in their own skin when it comes to that. And he was like, no, nah, I don't even touch. I don't even touch my ass. So anybody finna touch my ass, I'm not comfortable with. But that's also, that was valid in a sense too. Because if you're not comfortable with yourself, how can you be comfortable with anybody else? Right. And that's a, a that's that's been proven right there. He was like, I don't even touch my ass. So I'm not comfortable with nobody else touching my ass. And he was like, to the point where he don't even touch his ass when he's taking a shower. But that's just how, that, right. That's just how that, deep it get to the discomfort we have with ourselves and our own sexualities because we don't want to face it. Society told a lot of people that, hey, yo, this shit is not cool. Like, if you do this shit, you gay. And then why did being gay come to the means to all ends? Like, why is that like a death sentence? Or like, you going, what's up with that? Well, first of all, I believe that people have always been, people have always been very controlled. And by very controlled, that's why we have such a thing as the bandwagon theory and how, as, how, as to how people mm-hmm. will follow. That sucks. Especially no, in no, school. But- when people are middle schoolers, elementary, high school, that bandwagon theory fucks up a lot of kids. That's yeah, but it's very animalistic. It's very animalistic. No, it's very animalistic, but we're refusing to admit that we are truly animalistic. So we're failing to recognize how to address that animalistic property of, or characteristic of ours. You know, because it's like we do need something to follow, but we all do need to be heard. We do need to be seen. We do need to be to be considered. So it's a certain type of conversation that we've now decided based on our civilized way of living and all the necessities that we've imposed when really it, it they, they don't exist to be realistic within the terms that we live in. But the contradiction makes it so that it is my point being um we have all these little distractions that don't allow us to completely commit to being the versions of self that we're learning because we don't know that we are. We're just discovering that this is who we are. And but that Clea, can be good. I got a question for you though, because you are really good at just utilizing your energy, masculine and feminine. Like you are like physical, physically, you can present yourself very dominant. But then also very soft. Like, it's like to the point where I like, if I just seen you on the street and we talking conversation, I won't fucking try you on no, no bitch shit. Because like your, your dominant, your stance and like how you are is, which is, I'm going to re- reverse this. You're very feminine, very feminine, but you have masculine traits and qualities. And because that I was like that that was a point someone said that to me once like you carry yourself as if you don't like want to be t- as if no one should test you like right but also but, you can talk to me right you, I'm open right, right. like you can approach me but right. you better approach me with yeah. some respect with some respect put right. some respect on my name <laughs> like <laughs> like you you just somebody damn bird man you see <laughs> And then, like, even, like, how I see you interacting with men, like, your exes and stuff, like, how you check these niggas, like, and they still be into that shit. Like, you have some men who present themselves to be straight, but are still accepting the fact that you're not a normal presenting female. Like, Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All the men I've ever... 
all the men I've ever been with, like my ex-boyfriends, <laughs> one of the reasons they, I feel like they've always loved and come back to me, and I feel this way for every woman in a relationship, every heterosexual woman, they treat the men better than they, the men treat them. But here's, here's where I found a balance within my relationship because I was never willing to settle for that. And I'm never going to settle where I don't feel like my potential is best being utilized. And that's just for me. And if it's not working for me, it's definitely not going to work for you. So in all my relationships with men, I've been soft. I've been strong. I've been firm. I'll handle them as they handle me and will rotate. And it's some, somehow I noticed that it helped them feel safe and protected as well as the, there was this item and this property of, of, um, of divinity being myself. Cause God is, you're going to carry me how I deserve. And I want, and I've shown you to carry me, not how you, not how, well, eventually you're going to make mistakes the first few times, but I'm going to adjust your carrying. It's just like a teaching mm-hmm. a teenager how to carry a book on her head. So she adjusts her posture. I'm gonna keep whooping you with that with that ruler. I'm gonna keep hitting you in the back of the ass with that ruler till you straighten up. But you right. have to be willing to receive that. And I'm gonna give it with love because that's how that's what I feel for you. My love has to be firm for me to discipline myself. And so if I'm gonna discipline myself, you better expect that I'm going to discipline my partner. And if you're not ready for that, that's okay. There's the door. Treat yeah. people the way you want to be treated. Right in a way that you treat yourself. But you will though, because it's like it's unavoidable. Like you're gonna make mistakes. Come out right. You're gonna make mistakes because with yourself you make mistakes. You have to be willing to nakedly confront the mistake. I want to say nakedly. You have to address it like the mistake is just what it is. The action that happened. Discuss it. How it affected you. How it affected the person. The reasons that you entered into that activity to begin with. How it could have been prevented. And then you both move on, having learned valuable lessons. And ready to address the similar situation the next few moments ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From my experience. Yeah. I feel like me, I feel challenged in the face of society. So, like, I'm learning to navigate my own just sexuality. Mm. But I want to be more balanced in it. That's another reason why I was telling you, like, how I want to dive more into my dominant side like become a dom because I feel like that would help me to utilize that and feel okay I feel like for the longest time I was afraid to be dominant with men because it's unforsaken like you're supposed to be submissive as fuck and I know that's not true and real to me to this day but I still feel myself falling the suit to that once I get around people who are not to this level of awareness and that's you're why a creature you're, you're a creature of habit like every animal yeah it's so not like, your fault like you're gonna go back to your old ways <laughs> right and this but that i don't want that to continue continuously to be my excuse because we still i'm still a growing person i still know what i want and what i don't want so why should i accept less of what i feel like i need and what i want in my life and exactly so then you reassert your priorities right right and that's why I'm better at cutting shit off. Like the guy that I, cause I was so um, remember me and Mike FaceTime each other. He was telling him, we told a little details about the dude, the guy, but like, I had to really just cut that shit off because it just, it was really making me forget who the fuck I was. You know, you have some people that you would be on this level of awareness and journey with yourself. And then you have these certain people to come around and try to fuck all that shit up with their yeah. awareness and understanding that is, yeah, obsolete makes, yeah and it makes you and then they question you yeah. and you like hold up 
Am I crazy? Right. But it's really them. Them that's not understanding. Exactly. Them. And I know I can't be around that type of energy because it makes me forget. And I don't want to forget who the fuck I am. Well, so, here's, here's my opinion. I know it's going to sound harsh in regards to like gender polarization and all the stuff that we're, we're talking about that you're neglecting. I feel like it's your fault if you allow them those energies based on the fact that you are a creature of habit. Their mm-hmm. habits are your former <laughs> habits. So you're definitely entitled to being entangled in their mess of thoughts whenever they come around you. All yeah. you are is a sponge absorbing, but it still remains your responsibility within the discipline that you've established for yourself <laughs> currently to have anchors anchors that remind you the reasons why you've chosen this path why it's essential for you to be the authentic you and how it makes you feel so that you can indoctrinate those new people whatever whatever their their thoughts are not to try to change them but to see you for who you are the choices they make left to them you know and that's crazy well that's that's and that's that's how i feel too and i'm going to still give that doctrine to those people but i'm not forcing shit like I can tell yeah. now when somebody is just trying to take that from me and not give anything in return. Like I've yep. introduced this man. I only known this man for what? A couple of days. We met last weekend and we finally kicked it this past. What was that? Monday, Tuesday, one of these days. And what? That was like three, four days. And I already introduced him to so much shit. When I cut him off, he was thanking me for being in my life for that brief moment that I was in his life because I introduced him to a lot of stuff that he was not aware of. So like I still gave him that doctrine, but I'm not finna. I'm not no. I'm not gonna baby. I ain't gonna hold right. you. Right. I'm not pacifying motherfuckers no more. I used to be. I used to want to be that person who changed people's lives in that light. Like I know they fucked up, but I'm like this, so I can change them. Mm. No, I'm not trying to change nobody. I'm trying to enhance for those who want to be enhanced. To be to and then enhance. when it does, when they want to, are they enhancing me in return? Because I need. Oh, to can get, I can I ask you a question? Too. I need to be watered. Mm-hmm. True. Can I ask you a question? Are you yeah. accepting these people at where they are? Because re- you recognize that you used to be there at some point in time. Are you still accepting of who they are, regardless of the fact that they come with an energy that could th- that could threaten your own absorption? Are you still accepting? Because you do just want to be accepted for who you are. So do yeah. you accept them for who they are? To a degree. And I'm being honest when I say that. Because I have, like, I accepted, like, that guy. I accepted him to a degree. And to the point where I feel like it became draining and it felt like I was getting little in return. That's when I'm just like, okay, I can accept you from a distance. Mm-hmm. Some people. Well, I yeah, just, you still accept him for who he is, but just not in your life and personal space. Yeah, in not in moment. my personal space. I can't do that. I accept him okay. for who he is, where he at, but I got to, I got to go my own path. You can't change people. And that's what people fail to realize. We can't change anyone. They have to, a person will have to want to change themselves. <laughs> They can learn and see and experience all throughout life. But if you don't have that in you to want to be accepting to change or accepting to understanding other people and the way other people are around you and how you're supposed to, you know, present yourself around other people, then you're going to stay stuck in that stage of what, what do you, what do they call it? Um, what stagnation? Ignorance. Oh, ignorance. Ooh. <laughs> ignorance, ignorance is, is like a, it's a big <laughs> word ignorance is a big word that's been thrown around since like 20 2000 but it's me it literally means ignoring right you're ignoring, you're ignoring the reality around you of what's going on that's all ignorance <laughs> that's is stop ignoring yourself motherfucker 
Stop ignoring the reality of life. Stop ignoring your path. Stop ignoring. Stop ignoring that you are both. Right. I can't stand when men. I'm a man. Like even Daniel, he was saying. Right. He kept bringing up, "Oh, I'm a man." We like, know this. We see your physical. We see that. But are you really? But do, if you, you gotta keep saying that, and you gotta keep how do like, you go, who is you your man? Right. Are you trying to convince me that you're a man, or are you yourself? Trying to yourself. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like at that point. It was a couple of them. Even yeah, the other dude and, said that mm-hmm. he kept saying, "Oh, I'm a man." Like, and if you notice, that's a lot of guys in LA. <laughs> a lot of guys in LA are like that because they've grown up around this whole hood mentality of this is what men are we hardcore mm. we gangsters or this that and a third and mm. you because you're you keep trying to convince other people that you are a man and that this is like with chris for some reason he combats with me all the time like us as women mm-hmm. we give him so much insight we tell him you know he's doing wrong or he's fucking up or mm-hmm. what you know we tell him like you know what he should or shouldn't do or what, i mean even though it's like we shouldn't tell people or shouldn't do we give him advice right and he always argues with us main point is always i'm gonna show y'all what kind of man i am and this that and third why why are you why do you have to show me the man that you why are? do you have to bring that to the equation exactly. what about the person what that about you the are? person that you're being that we're telling you what we're explaining to you of the person that because at being, this point we're not we even seeing care. gender right. we're seeing what is being felt what is we're being, taking in yeah. what is being given into action and anybody can give action whether male or female right that's not a part of that but, but i feel all- like that's what we think about so much it has to t- it ties into our masculinity or our femininity but it's so separate it seems yeah. like reality trying to make it separate like no we are truly both and, and we have to see that within ourselves to see it outwardly women are good with tapping into both their masculine and feminine feminine side, but men aren't. I feel like when men because w- get to that feminine so. side, they, <laughs> they start to question themselves, and that's right. why they keep saying, Am I gay? What? No, not Emma? even that. They, that's why they keep I- saying, I'm a man because they keep because that feminine side comes out of them, and they feel like it's abnormal to them. Like that's yeah. not normal. That's not what society. But they think gayness is, is abnormal. And I feel like it ties more so into that. Just because you show that doesn't mean that you have to be attracted. You can be a heterosexual ass man that loves fucking pussy women, all that, but talk like a a, a, a feline. Like you can be, you take better care of yourself. (laughs) Take care of yourself like a woman. Get your shit done. My ex was like I that. knew some My men like that, like and that. I love it. Craig was like that. He, <laughs> he he takes very good care of himself. His hair is longer than mine. Like, he always got on the best clothes, cologne smelling good, looking good. Like, he always took care of himself, but, and he, and my mother always was like, I don't know, he might be a little sweet. And I'm like, mm. that's not, just because and a man that's another thing that makes a man feel insecure right. when they hear women say stuff like right. that. Right, and I, and I would tell her like, no, that's not true. And I remember I told her one time we were having sex and, you know, I was giving him some oral and he threw his leg up, like, like how females do, like, like, as Ooh. if you want me to go a little, little lower. Ah. And, and I tried, but he wasn't down for it. But he, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like he was comfortable in himself that he was able to let little feminine sides out of him, out, that that was in him come out sometimes. But yeah. I never questioned it or did any that of that. Shit. And he kept doing it because he felt comfortable in him, and he knew that I felt comfortable with him. Yeah. So it was just like it was cool. And I was like, that's the type of man I want to be with. I want to be with a man who is comfortable within himself that. We don't have to question each other's like 
like the way we we come, you know, we come right. across each other. We More don't so just inquire, be curious yes. about it so we can get deeper Let's within it. Let's learn together. Yes. That's, how you, that's, how you, that's why I hate when like, people be like, oh, you cheating on me, this, that. People cheat because they feel like whatever they're not getting in you, they feel like they can find in somebody else when they right. really can't And we all want to fucking enjoy this life. Right. Like, who wants to be held back from really exploring who they are? Right. Don't, nobody wants that shit deep down inside. Right. But we, we all need to explore <clears throat> who we are. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to really t- tap deep with inside of who they really are and, like, really question that. Like, don't question, like, what, what am I? What am I doing? Like, question who you really are. Like, what, <laughs> where... How do you? How are you going to keep accepting life? Like yeah. instead of just like putting yourself out there in the eye of what people already give you to right. be, you know? Oh, what society, is, what society wants you to. This be? question is a little bit off topic, but kind of not. But kind of clear this for you. So I know we talked about anal before, but you said you never want anal. Why? I never want anal. You told me that. I actually came like. Like if I fucked you with the strap, anally, like you don't, you ain't with it. Why? Well, see, in my entire life, and I'm, I've always been honest with you, and I don't have anything to hide from anyone else. You know, this is a broadcast. Um, I've only ever had one ass play in my entire life, and that was with this chick, Rebecca. She was married, uh, white, but well, not really white. She looked white, but she was mixed. I think her dad or her mom was black. But um. She she um she made me feel like I was being treated. And when I say being treated, it was like this whole deal. We smoked together, we chilled, we were writing. I think she was working on some article at the time. Yeah, she was right. And then I was like editing the article that she was writing up. And so it was like, please can I get in your ass? I would make it the most peace peaceful, the most beautiful, passionate feeling you've ever had. And plus I just love the way your ass looks. And in that moment, usually I don't like anything ass. All the men I've ever been with, all all my uh, heterosexual relationships, I've always made it clear to them that I love men's ass, and I'm going to get in your ass. If you think you're going to fuck me, you're my she was obsessed with licking a guy's ass. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't I, know I, if I'll lick it, though. I'll stick it, <laughs> no, What? No, no, but no. Not, say, lick. not lick. Fuck. I know. She, t- she said something about licking, though. But oh, go no. Ahead. oh, no, no, no. You're going to have to shave, clean. Lick, oh my, I'm gonna have to close lick my ass. eyes for three years to lick ass, like to lick a guy's ass. I finally licked your ass, like <laughs> you've been licking my ass. Don't fret, babe. I said I finally. That time when we was playing, we had some scene play, and mm-hmm. I really tied you up. Yeah, yeah. That was the only time I licked your ass. That was the only time. Yes. Damn, my ass began a lot of licks. I thought it was you. It's probably because <laughs> when I get your pussy, it be just super wet, and maybe I slip in there a couple of times, but. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, honestly. Okay, well, moving on. No, but seriously, like, ass play when it comes to me, it's not like I don't, I'm I'm afraid of it. I don't particularly like anything going on. I didn't even know that I was going to like it with her. I was always just opening to trying anything. At, and if I told her stop immediately, would have never gone there again. It would have been forgotten about, but I loved it. It was peaceful. It was, well, babe, you don't trust but me. It was want- not. it was not a penis. It was a plug. I can play with a plug in my ass. I'm guessing from that experience, I loved it. But I'm just not one for ass shit, you know, stuff, you know. It, you know, doo-doo is not my thing. You know, shit is shit. You know, it goes in the toilet bowl. Baby, <laughs> now, the way you are, come on now. You can't be anal at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I just can't totally late. <laughs> no. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, okay. Yeah, but okay. ass play, I would be willing to die in the future. 
I'd be willing to dive into that in the future, but like as of right now, it's just it's a. What do you mean right now? Okay, so the future me when I come back home, huh? Oh Jesus Christ, baby! We're on. We're like, on air. We're on we air. Like people screaming <laughs> in the other room. Oh my the God! How they set up? Your room is downstairs on the opposite side, and ours is upstairs on oh, the opposite cool, side. Cool. I still don't want to hear them bumping <laughs> and grinding though. Uh, but you're gonna hear some shit because you're right. Because them walls are thin. We be hearing our neighbors have sex all the time. Like I bet the they time. hear us too. In fact, sometimes I'll be louder when we having sex because I'm like, you know, not just a competition. <laughs> right. Shit. Okay. I feel like it should definitely be a part two with some more people. Like I feel like this should be a panel conversation because I want to hear a lot more stories on unpacking and viewing femininity and masculinity. Oh, but you want to give them? You want to give them a a little um a little bit of insight, especially for the men who keep saying I'm a man. It's because I'm a man. Like right, that should let's be give on the podcast. No, but... let's give them the in this podcast of the term androgynous. Mm, that'd be nice. Individuals who hold on, baby. Those- yeah. Oh no, it's still going. Okay, I thought it was gonna cut off. Usually, it cuts off in thirty minutes. <laughs> but Good. um, yeah. Here we Individuals are. who embrace both masculine and feminine characteristics, depending on which behavior best fits a particular situation, that's androgynous as fuck. <laughs> Hold on, give it to me one more time. Individuals, people, people is le genre, who embrace both masculine and feminine characteristics, depending on which behavior best fits a particular situation. Mm. You know, Andre- I want to, um, I want to challenge myself when it comes to me dressing. I want to dress in a more balanced way. I want to be hella feminine and hella masculine at the same time. Sometimes I feel like I do it. Don't you think I pull it off, babe? Sometimes you always pull it off, in my opinion. But I feel like there's always room for improvement. And if you can see yourself doing better, definitely don't limit yourself to what you've seen so far. You can do better with it. I think I can. Like I'm gonna see about tonight, like how I want to dress up tonight and how I want to pull that off. Gotta go wash some clothes. To Niggas get- keep hitting me up to try to go out, babe. Since you left, I haven't gone out not once, and I don't think I'm going to. I've been studying really, but this at the same time, I've also just been getting me time, and I'm gonna get back in my work workout routine. I wanted just- you to get some me time. That was the whole point of this this, this um this expiration. Mm. You know, where's my mm. baby at? Where's Luna? Dying at home somewhere. I've been gone for like a day. Cleo, take your ass back home. I love you. <laughs> I'm not playing with you. If you were in my bed right now and you said that, I would be in the car on the way home. I'm in your bed right now. Oh. You better come home to mommy. I'm in the car right now. Oh, my God. You lying. Because <laughs> you lying, too. Oh, my God. It well, is. I want us to sum this up for today. We will definitely revisit this conversation because I feel like it's so much more to speak on it. But thank you for tuning in today on our unpacking with femininity and masculinity in modern day times. Damn. We would like to hear and see from you later. Ooh. Send us emails to at dreamgitch at gmail.com. Not at. Don't add the first. It's just dreamgitch at gmail.com. My bad, you guys. And send Ain't us nobody stories. About <laughs> send us your stories with anything. Send us some love mail. Send us just Random shit. We would love to start reciting some on our podcast. So we love you guys Don't so much. Don't send us Thank anything. Fuck your feelings. Oh, 
See, I'm the good cop. She's the bad cop. I'm the angel. She's the devil. We play this so well. But I would love Ooh. to hear from you guys. I love you guys, regardless. Whoever, whether it's three people listening, five, none. I don't give a fuck. I love me. God damn it. So, Bruh, if you're a rat listening to this right now, I got your shoes. Uh, I'm done with you. <laughs> you is fired. <laughs> I love life. God damn it. I'm going to live it. Oh my God. Y'all like, love, subscribe. See you next week for another her story. Peace. See you later, baby. I love you. I love you, I love you too, Amber. It's a pleasure. I can't Always. wait to make your acquaintance. Love you. That's what.